Welcome to season two of the Talk and Chop podcast brought to you by the folks over at Chief of Staff Kansas City, your local trusted talent scouts making connections that matter. Uh, I'm Emerson Hodes. This is Lucas Berry. We're happy to be back for our second season. Um, the Chiefs are off to a hot start Ooh. with a statement win mm-hmm. on Sunday over the Browns, 33 to 29 to kick off the 2021 season. Uh, we are also off to a hot start That's right. uh, here at Talk and Chop Book and one of our favorite people in Kansas City, uh, Mr. Joel Goldberg, uh, host of the Royals Live show for the Royals, yeah. their in-game report, reporter, uh, as well as a published author, podcast host, and owner of Joel Goldberg Media. Joel, thanks for making some time to join us today. How's everything going? Everything's good. Emerson, Lucas, good to see you guys. Nice to come in after a Chiefs win. And the Royals won the same day, too, which, you know, <laughs> on a Chiefs Open or any Chiefs game, we're not going to quite get the same viewing audience because, you know, there are only 16 football games a year, but it's always nice when everybody wins on the same day, too. True that. Yep, absolutely. True that. Uh, well, the, the Chiefs made it an interesting game on yeah. Sunday, uh, but, man, that was fun. I was actually out at the game at Arrowhead. I mean, it's so great to be back and seeing that, see a red at a full capacity. So mm-hmm. uh, we had a ton of fun out there. But uh, we'll get into our takes from the game as well as our preview uh, for our upcoming Week 2 matchup against the Ravens here soon. But first, we're bringing you our position of the week brought to you by the folks again over at Chief of Staff Kansas City, your local trusted talent scouts making connections that matter. Uh, we're a recruiting firm based in Brookside, and we'll find you the best accounting and finance, admin, marketing, HR, operations, and sales talent uh, that Kansas City has to offer. That's so, right. Lucas, take it away, man. What's our position of the week? Yeah, first episode, we're going to do positions of the week. This job market this year has been absolutely ludicrous. It's still hot. It still will be hot for the rest of this year and into next year. So we're going to do a general approach. Our sales team needs insurance producers left and right. Mm-hmm. If you have your own book of business, if you don't, you're just wanting to get into it, you name it, they would love to have a conversation with you. Our administrative division would love customer service reps and data entry reps. And then on the accounting and finance team, we need people from AP clerks and AR clerks all the way up to your CFO level positions, but a high focus on senior accountant level, three to four years of experience would be perfect. All right. So yeah, yeah. give us a ring. Yeah, job market's crazy. Uh, but again, thanks to... Uh, the folks over at Chief of Staff, Casey, uh, for the sponsorship this year yet again. Um, so let's jump into things. Lucas, take it away, man. All right. So as you guys know, we're going to talk shop first with Joel. Um, I'm sure all of you guys recognize his face. You recognize who he is. Um, but Joel, we still want you to give us a quick background into what you've been doing specifically with the Royals, your speaking and writing career, so on. Yeah, it continues to evolve. I guess the one consistent six months of the year when there's not a full-blown pandemic is is baseball season. So wrapping up 14th season with Royals baseball, mm-hmm. been in the business for 26, I think coming up on 27 years in October. So that means that I was on TV when you guys were, you know, being born or something <laughs> along right. those lines. Uh, that the, That's just the way it is. But along the way, started a speaking business, uh, a podcast book came out. So the book is Small Ball, Big Results. The podcast is Rounding the Bases. And the speaking, and I have people all the time say, well, what type of company, what field do you specialize in? And it's like, boy, well, I mean, I've spoken to bankers and educators and insurance people and uh, lawyers and doctors and you name it. And it's like, well, really anybody that likes to build culture and teams, right. which is pretty much every profession. And in mm-hmm. some ways, really not all that different than what you guys do. I mean, there are some times where I say, to a group of, say, bankers, look, you don't want me handling any of your finances ever. (laughs) But what I could do is I could go on any call with you and sit with you with any client because it's all about people and relationships. I think my business is a lot similar to your business 
in terms of chief of staff mm. because, yeah, okay, I'm in the baseball business. Hey, what's it like to talk to Salvador Perez or what's it like? They're people. Right. And at the end of the day, it's all about relationships. I get better stories, better scoops, better interviews when I build those relationships and guys are willing to trust me. So that's a, that's a very common theme in, I think, just about any profession. Of course. Of sure. Course. No, great answer. Um, yeah, so this year uh, we're going to stick to kind of like a recruiting and culture theme. Obviously, since you're not uh, out there doing a lot of hiring on your own with your own business since it's kind of a sole proprietor- proprietorship, um, mm-hmm. but you um, hammer home culture all the time yeah. with your uh, with your speeches, with your book, obviously, Small Ball, Big Results. Can you tell us a little bit more about, I guess, some of the, the common characteristics of some of the best cultures out there that you've seen or you know kind of recognize or some that you recommend? Yeah, I mean, I think that and I know I said this already that it always comes down to people and and by that I think that's with everything so how do you treat your people how 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 much do you pay attention to detail and to use a sports analogy because that tends to come into play with just about everything that I do you can be the fill in the blank the New York Yankees or the Dallas Cowboys or or whatever it is and have all of that recognition that they get. And I'm not saying that those franchises don't take care of their people or pay attention to it, but it's not just enough to go out and find the best talent. You all know that too in your world. What's the right fit? So mm-hmm. you could go find anyone that is looking for you know, a, a CFO, the best CFO out there, but mm-hmm. do they fit? Does their personality mesh? Do they fit the culture of right. that organization? Mm-hmm. So that's something to me that very much is applied, I know, to the Royals and where I learned that from. And while they've had their ups and downs, and that's probably a little bit more, I think, related to the economics of baseball and being in a small market, when you look at the type of people that they have brought in, they're guys that you know you can count on. Mm. And they're guys that fit the culture of this organization and this Mm -hmm. city. So fans fall in love with, say, a Nicky Lopez yeah. mm. because of not just the numbers that he puts up. And by the way, in the world of sports, you got to put up numbers for them <laughs> truly to stay in love with you. But it's also how you play the game and how you treat people. And so in the case of a Nicky Lopez, he signs more autographs than anyone every day. People always love to root for the underdog or the yeah. little guy. He hustles more than anybody. He does everything well. But But back to how that relates to sort of the recruiting end of things, and the relationship and everything, the small ball end of things is how much as an organization are you valuing those little things or are you just looking mm-hmm. at the bottom line? Right. Mm-hmm. And we're all ultimately measured on the bottom line. We're measured in wins and losses. We're measured on our sales numbers. We're measured on those quarterly reports. And, and that's fine. That's ultimately what we're judged by. But what, what are all the foundational elements of an organization or, or of a person that helps you get to that point? And, okay. and that to me is huge. Mm-hmm. No, that's great. Um, this is kind of a, a testament to, to you, <laughs> yeah. our next set of quick hitter oh questions, right? Yeah, we kind of stole it from you. Yeah, didn't honestly. he create this a little we're, bit? But it was, him and Havens, yeah. It's baseball so. themed. Um, but we're going to do a first down, a sack, All right, I and like then it. a Hail Mary, right? Yeah. So first down, we'll let you start. It's going to be a recent bit of success that you've had lately that will ultimately lead to more success. You know, I, I think for me, and when I started my business four years ago, it was just me. And and then I added in uh, a woman to handle my digital marketing, uh, Danielle Welsh, and that that was a nice step for me because I didn't know I got I've got a big social media following, but I didn't really know what to do with that and the algorithms and all that. And then mm-hmm. along the way, I hired an editor who I'd worked with forever in television, uh, and and I think though understanding that those pieces I couldn't do everything by myself, and you hear a lot of people as they're scaling a company 
come to the realization that you have to be able to delegate, you have to be able to let go. And I'm probably like a lot of other, uh, you know, entrepreneurs or, or, or founders that that just only know one way, and that's just outwork everyone. Mm-hmm. And, and then you come to a point where it's like, you know what, I, I can't do all this myself. And guess what? Somebody else can do a lot of these elements better than me so I can focus on what I need to do. So to me, the first down of late would be, one, hiring a speaking manager to help me run that business who who specializes in understanding those clients and, and, and being able to, to to find that right fit for me and, and, and allow me to get out of the business end of that and focus more on my content right. and building the relationship. So yeah. that that's one piece. And then I just hired an executive assistant and to to have to have done that in the last couple of weeks and actually to be able to sit back and not have to look over someone's shoulder and not have to sit there and say, wait a minute, and just just trust that I hired the right person, which I know that I did, to get out there and, and be able to run my everyday operations mm. is huge. That's not anything I ever expected to yeah. do. I wouldn't call that a Hail Mary. I think it could be a touchdown, uh, a recurring touchdown, <laughs> if we're, if we're going you know, with, with the themes here. But it's very much small ball element. Again, yeah, those, sure. those are just those little pieces that I think will hopefully make me better. Yeah, well, apologies for saying that you didn't hire anyone. I'm sorry, I didn't realize <laughs> well, how robust it is. Well, awesome. I mean, this is in my little world, too. Yeah. Like, you know, we're not talking about... You know, I don't need to go to chief of staff and and find a CFO or right. a CEO, you, you know what I mean? Like, but they're they're little pieces in my small world, but they're important ones too. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, what about a sack? So that sounds like a great first down. But what's a recent setback? You know, you've had to overcome and, and learn from. There have been a lot of sacks, and I think that you know, going not too far back, I would just go to 2020 and and what happened with the pandemic, mm-hmm. and and this is a lesson now that I try to teach audiences when I speak to them too, is that. People don't know this, and I don't say it for anyone to feel sorry for me, but because uh, a lot of people were out of work. But as a as a baseball broadcaster, I get paid by the game, mm-hmm. and and that's something that that I chose to do when I came over here to Kansas City in two thousand and eight, and it worked really well in two thousand until two thousand twenty when there were no games. Right, and I got a great piece of advice along the way, and and oh by the way, I have the speaking business, and nobody was hiring speakers yeah. at that point. Yeah. And so actually two pieces of advice that I got to respond to that sack and get back up and keep going mm-hmm. was one, when when times are tough and it feels like you need to reach out for help, oh my God, what what who can help me here? I, I'm really struggling. It's counterintuitive, but if you can reach out and help other people right. instead of asking for it, mm-hmm. it's gonna come back around. I don't know if it's a Certain karma leadership. thing. It's just taking care yep. of yeah, it's just taking care of people and, and people want to take care of you back. And if they mm-hmm. don't, that's okay. It still feels good. Mm-hmm. Sure. So it was just getting out there and trying to help people, expanding my podcast, trying to promote other businesses, trying to help other people out and bring them together. Mm-hmm. And so that really worked out well. And then the other sack was from a speaking standpoint. Nobody was hiring anyone like me or any speaker to go on stage because it couldn't be in person yep. and embracing the whole virtual thing. And we've mm-hmm. heard so many people oh, yeah. in every walk of life saying, oh, I hate the Zoom stuff. I can't, you know, in your guys' business, you do right. so much face-to-face. Well, what mm-hmm. if you can't do that face-to-face? Yep. Yep. Do you wait until it's over or do you push forward? Right. And that, that to me is what happened. Yeah. Excellent. I'd love to hear that. I mean, yeah. honestly, like I, I noticed that shift and you became like one of the faces of the pandemic last year. You mm-hmm. were absolutely crushing it. So uh, props to you there. Appreciate but, that. Um, I think you already kind of mentioned like a touchdown or a Hail Mary, so we'll kind of uh, jump forward into the mm-hmm. talk and chop segment uh, since we're only doing 15 minutes this yeah. year. But uh, Joel, in a, in a testament to Andy Reid, every week we always give our uh, our guests the first take, uh, you know, kind of recapping the game before. So uh, with that, time's yours. Well, I think, you know, 
if they lose that game, and it certainly felt like for a while they were going to, that we're sitting here today, and as we're recording this, it is the day after that game, yep. <laughs> wondering how you lose a, a season opener at home. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't matter if you're playing, if they've been playing the defending champion Buccaneers or someone good like the like the, the Browns or mm-hmm. someone that isn't all that good a competition, to go 0-1. I mean, how do the Green Bay Packers feel today? Oh, how yeah. do they feel with the whole Aaron Rodgers controversy? So, Yeesh. you know, mm-hmm. it's just one game. No one is going to say a team's going to go 17-0 and or 0-17, or they shouldn't be saying you're going to make the playoffs or not make the playoffs mm-hmm. based on one game. Mm-hmm. But if they lose that game, we're talking about that game because of one reason and one reason only, and that's the defense. Mm-hmm. So to me, we're talking about a win because of the defense. And, you know, I found myself as I was leaving Kauffman Stadium because we're broadcasting road games from home, and, and as I was walking out to the parking lot, and I could hear the PA system yeah. announcing uh, it's third quarter, Mahomes touchdown to Travis Kelsey. And I thought, okay, great. But when's the defense going to give the offense the opportunity right. to win this thing? Mm-hmm. And they did. It, it felt like a switch was flipped there. Yes. It's not that simple, but something changed. Whatever that was, they need to bottle that up. My only concern is that defense was quite a bit exposed. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, you get Ty- Tyron Matthew back, mm-hmm. there'll be some better pieces in place. Mm-hmm. But if you're another team watching, you're saying, look, look at what Cleveland was able to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How can we do that to them and better exploit it? So I think they do have some work to be done. Mm-hmm. I also, final thought, like the fact that it wasn't that easy. Yep. Yes. Because they've now been battle-tested from week one. We like know it. this team is good enough to, to run the table and to beat anyone. Mm-hmm. I don't think they will run the table. But I, I think it's not a bad thing to be challenged with a good opponent that yep. early. Yeah, I, I, I love that take. You know, you talked about the flip, you know, or the switch needed to be flipped, right? The, the catalyst that was that was Mahomes' touchdown to Tyreek. Yep. We're such a momentum-based team. We have the crowd behind us at Arrowhead. We needed to get them back in it. Ever since that moment, we immediately went on 13 unanswered point yep. streak. Yep. Uh, you had the touchdown to Tyreek, then the next three and out immediately with the botch punt. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got and that crowd, quickly. Yeah. And then a, another shot to, to Travis, who had a hell of a game. So I was excited to see that. It was a little nerve-wracking that it took so long to happen, mm-hmm. um, as you mentioned. But overall, uh, great game. Last little piece is everybody hates on Dirty Dan, but death taxes and Dirty Dan making a clutch play. If he, oh, would, yeah. if he wouldn't Always. have thrown his uh, you know hands out and dove for that tackle on a baker wouldn't have pushed it up to Hodges there and and uh you know it was just a great interception to cap the game off I agree mm-hmm. I agree and again you know my only take of the game is man it was good to be back at Arrowhead yes just seeing that I mean yeah. it is such a special thing that I think we only really get in this city um you know I had mm-hmm. four Browns fans in front of me the entire time that were just like you know just applauding us for how well they were treated the entire time yeah. how like embraced that they felt you know even though we mm-hmm. were talking a lot of smack through the game don't get me wrong yeah. uh they had a good time and it man it was just fun to be yeah. back uh with that whole crowd but uh uh, for week two, we're headed out to Baltimore. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're recording this on Monday, so we don't really know how they've done. They got a they got the Raiders game tonight. But Joel, you know, what are your thoughts on that game moving forward? Man, I, I got uh, I got Lamar as my starting quarterback on one of my <laughs> two teams, so I, I almost don't want to watch next week because I'll be you know conflicted or, or maybe you know maybe Mahomes can just outgun him for the week. Yeah. And, and well, I, I thought he was a running back, team. right? So that's, that's what we've heard, <laughs> yeah, so. sure, sure. What is that? Sometimes, right? That should be a lot of fun. I mean, you want to talk about a, a huge challenge again for the defense, and you're right. We'll see what they do on Monday night. But mm-hmm. but another tough challenge to go on the road and to be able to play against mm-hmm. Baltimore. I think it'll be again. Sunday I don't football too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I don't. I don't think it'll. It won't determine the season. It. it but it'll. It'll give you a bit of an idea. Oh yeah. 
early on, just like the Browns did. I, I, I love the fact that they've got a tough schedule early on here because I, I just I think it can be telling. It'll give them what they need to work on, and uh, they should be a confident team going yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. Lucas, what do you think, man? Yeah, the the running back situation on Baltimore side will be interesting to watch. They've lost what three guys to mm-hmm. ACL tears. They've they lost Marcus Peters to ACL. Mm-hmm. You know, they they their injury. Uh, prone right now, but I think either way, you can't look past them. You know, they've given right. us room for our money every single time. I think of that Tyreek play. Uh, still, was it fourth down when we converted to, to help oh, push yeah. that victory <laughs> that was a great um, in the past? So it'll be a great matchup. Chiefs still are going to take it. Cool. Yeah, let's get some uh, quick score predictions from the boys. Joel, you want to kick us off? Let's go. It's just a total crapshoot. And the only other thing I was going to say, too, before my score, because we'll deal with this for, for a lot of weeks now, sure. is – we don't know between now and Sunday who ends up on a COVID list. I mean, oh, I, 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 it, it, it's affecting every sport right mm-hmm. now. And the progress to that is that games aren't being canceled. Mm-hmm. I mean, even in my sport in baseball, the Red Sox have lost double-digit players over the last couple of weeks, and they didn't shut down. Right. The contact tracing is better. But all it takes is one guy, and if that comes up, you know, in a test or, or symptoms on a Friday or Saturday, and, you know, God forbid it's someone like a Mahomes or a Kelsey or whatever – that changes everything. Oh, yeah. I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, it's not <laughs> going to affect right. my score right now, but but I'm telling you that that whether it's the Chiefs or another team, we're going to deal with that. Yeah. I think all season I'm long. Let's go Chiefs 31 and Ravens 20. All right, Lucas, what about you? We'll go Chiefs 34, Ravens 27. I think it might be a little bit lower scoring than people realize. I'm going to go 27 to 24. I mean, I think it's going to be a close game Bet still. Bet the under. Yeah. yeah but I right. think, I think uh, you know, for some reason, those games that you think are going to be shootout with the Chiefs, they just – I don't think they ever really plan out that way. But we'll see next week. Um, well, that does it for week one of Talk and Chop. Joel, again, thanks so much thanks for being with us. Appreciate uh, it. Whether you're listening on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, whatever, or wherever you get your podcast, make sure to tune in to us all year long as we're back for an entire season with some of Kansas City's top executives and personalities. Mm -hmm. Um, Joel, again, thanks for your time. We'll catch you all next week. And as always, go Go Chiefs. Chiefs.